are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Listener mail. Listener mail. Kinda. With a real human male. There it is! (laughs) He's a listener. And he's male. The male is here. (laughs) And it is Ben. Hi, Ben. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. By this point, uh, folks might be noticing that with uh, the new style of recording that James and I have been doing, uh, been getting together and have just been working crazy hard, putting together ideas for massive batch recording sessions. And we're trying to open this up. So if you're a listener and if you want to be on Loud on the Set, um, please again send us emails uh, any comments that you have we'll read out if you actually want to be in the studio let us know loud on the set at gmail.com because we'd love to have people in today uh, thanks to my wonderful fiance Kira and all of our uh, friends help and everything we put together a little brunch spread so you might have heard in some recent episodes some cooking and fun going on and whatnot. loud on the set's taking a uh, I don't know it's 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 kind of social yeah it's getting social. Yeah. It's getting uh, it's getting really fun and funky, and a lot of it's changed. Uh, but we got a lot more guests that are going to be on the show. They're going to be on uh, chunks of episodes at a time, and uh, so you get to really start to know some of the new guests that are here and everything. Um, and some of the people that we know, amazingly, James, we know some people that are pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah. And uh, and Ben is one of those people. Uh, either you. at this point or in the future. We'll have a podcast where we talk about Jurassic Park with Ben and all of his paleontology knowledge. So if that's come out, or if that's coming out, get, get excited for that. <laughs> time machine. The time machine, time machine. The podcast is happening. <laughs> that's how I saw the dinosaurs in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, Kyle, let me let me uh, piggyback on what yes. you're saying right now. And that is, we, we typically, yeah, we'll do a, a mailbag episode from time to time. But we got Ben here, and in a very special set of circumstances, Ben has recently listened to just about every episode. He, what do they call it, binge watching or binge listening? Binge listening. And so his memories of just about all of our episodes are so fresh that we said, you know what? Let's dedicate an entire listener mail episode to Ben because he's been throwing our own references right back in our faces these past (laughs) couple hours and it's been great. So we wanted to discuss listener mail with Ben and kind of at the same time, Kyle, a review of yes. Loud on the Set. It's it's two years overdue at this point. Yeah, absolutely. No one's reviewed us. Well, yeah. some people have on iTunes and whatnot, but yes. we want somebody in the studio to give us a review. We do. And don't just think because we're sitting here staring at you. Nobody else can mm. yeah, see. Yeah, you can talk shit. Yeah, you can, you can throw down, flip the table. I mean... For sure. Whatever you want to yeah. do. Um, but I'd, I'd love to hear, first of all, yes. what prompted the circumstances that you listen to this so rapidly all together and then uh we'll just take it from there and and talk about some of your favorite aspects of the podcast uh least favorite constructive criticism some episodes that you've enjoyed and uh and anything else you want to chat about for sure so circumstances i work with the public in my job (laughs) and i'm exposed to every germ on the planet earth and one of them got me with the most hideous fever i can remember Pretty much my whole life. So I was laid up with like a 103 fever. And I was like, oh man, I should listen to Kyle and James's podcast because I haven't really done that. And I turned it on 
and I just didn't turn it off. Oh. I listened to it for <laughs> days on end. I, whenever you were I, actually able to turn it off, right? You I was just able. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> able. You made a choice. <laughs> I, I love listening to stuff in the background when I'm cooking, when I'm walking around, or when I'm just hanging out. And so it was the perfect thing. Plus, I know these people. I like them. I respect them. And so I just couldn't shut it off. And since then, I've listened to just about every single episode, except for very, very few of films that I have not seen yet that I want to still see. For the rest of them that I didn't want to see, even if I hadn't seen it, I listened to the episode anyway. All right. Yeah. Excellent. And Ben, uh, just right off the bat, I'll ask you, after you binge listened to (laughs) what was probably, I don't even know at this point, we've got a hundred and... Yeah. Uh, four or five episodes. You probably listened to like a hundred or so of them. Twenty to thirty minutes apiece. That's yeah. a good chunk of time. Oh yes. Would you recommend this time to others to subscribe to the podcast? Uh, Listen to the podcast. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely would recommend. Because here's the thing: I would not necessarily consider myself to be a cinephile, but I listen to it because of the hosts and the banter and the guests. Because that stuff I'm far more entertained by, interested in, sometimes in the content of the actual film. So you can turn a terrible film into a great podcast. I'm entertained. It's kind of like when I used to watch Top Gear on TV. I don't care about cars, but I liked hearing the banter. (laughs) I like the banter. So I absolutely recommend it if you want to hear a good yin and yang, some balance between the hosts. Excellent. Yeah. Wow, that's great news. For a movie podcast, our, our one of our strongest assets is nothing to do with movie analysis. So, But that's how podcasts always we are. We must be doing great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with Ben on that point. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter what the subject material is. If the people are, if you enjoy listening to the voices and the banter back and forth, well then, that makes it. If the voices are grating to you or annoying or boring, well then, it's a totally audio experience. Yeah, so but that's that's not to detract from the content itself because when you guys do get serious, it's great. Or when you get humorous, it's also great. Ooh, so, yeah. not just blow smoke. I have some critiques later on as well. Ooh, yeah. I would love to hear some. I critiques. can't wait for the critiques. In fact, I'd like to start with the critiques. Starting with the critiques. Yeah. All right. I gotta take it on the chin first, and then I'll try and stand back up. Do you want to maybe do a compliment sandwich? <laughs> I can do. Yeah. <laughs> So I gave you yeah. no, just, just no. I gave to... uh, my critiques are not like wow. I fucking hated this thing, particularly. It's more just like um, I suppose in certain scenarios where it is a well-researched podcast. <laughs> but there are some things where I feel like if you're coming in to do the podcast, it's not like you have to really research this. It's just like a clear thing about the movie they should know about. <laughs> yep. So I have minor critique there. That's but a, like that's but a really three. good point. Now now seeing behind. <laughs> Seeing behind the curtain a bit as to what actually goes into making the podcast, I have a new newfound respect for it as well, though, because it's tough. Things happen, timing, life happens to make it all possible, things like that. Um, sometimes guests or hosts talk over each other a lot, which makes it very interesting and fun and dynamic, like in the Civil War episode. You made a joke out of that. Um, Sometimes it can be kind of confusing for the listener, though. Besides that, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, very entertaining. Kyle and I learned a lesson that sometimes the bigger the panel, the the quality of the podcast suffered, you know? When Mm -hmm. we had the Star Wars panels, oh, good God, you know? Mm -hmm. I think we had seven or eight people in the room at one point. Yeah. Yeah. 
and those the quality of those episodes kind of oh yeah yeah because then it was a balancing act between making sure people had enough time to talk about something or trying to rush through and get everybody (laughs) to cohesively talk about something but that is it's great to hear that because we started this podcast based solely on the fact that if we can drudge up this story again that you know we were ranting about a movie together and people were like guys interesting to hear you guys like talk back and forth about that that's funny and had no idea what we were doing starting the podcast and now it's what two a little over two years later mm-hmm. after that and so much in the way of what we've done has changed in that we've added uh skits we've done different types of episodes different discussions with people interviews all sorts of guests all sorts of different topics We've tried to be funny. We've tried to be serious. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then the recording pressures and everything. It's there's uh, There has been a ton of change and a ton of development. So it's good to know that there was some some consistency in there to support the minor challenges as well. Oh, absolutely. And these challenges are just a normal part of doing any kind of production. Absolutely. So it also makes it feel more real and not so scripted and staged, mm. which I like. Anything so, scripted. There is the compliment sandwich for you right there. <laughs> Excellent. What are some of your um? You want to do favorite episodes? Can you remember top, exactly? Oh, top episodes? moments. I can. I or can. Top yeah. moments. I can. You, I've, yes. You've heard other I've, other guests have gone on the show and are like, so what is your favorite episode? And we they're like, oh, they just kind of lock up. Yeah. It not me. And we have yeah. a hard I'm time recommending episodes, so it's yeah, good when other people true. can do it. So going way back, I loved your Ant Man episode because every time, <laughs> number four, every time James is like. You're fucking tiny. Like, like, I loved it. It was hilarious. I didn't even see Ant-Man. Still loved it. Um, nice. I'm going to jump around in the trajectory Please of time do. a little bit. Movie Taboo. Really yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. Really funny just to hear you guys going all around. I loved It Follows. Oh, yeah. That was a great, fantastic review because it was funny, but it was also really well considered and covered all the main important points of the film. So, yeah, and did you had you seen it follows before you had uh, listened to the podcast? You know what? I I'm sorry to admit that I hadn't, but I saw it afterwards because I listened to it and I thought, well, this is going to be a good enough movie that it's going to be fine anyway. Did it spoil anything for you? I mean, it spoiled some of the you know some of the plot points, but I still had a wonderful time seeing the movie, so I really didn't mind. Excellent. Yeah. What I, are some other moments that you liked? Time travel. Time travel episode. Talking about which ones have clean time travel, which one have those knots of bullshit. I thought that was great. Really interesting. Um, Arrival. Controversial. And I don't want to bring us back to that too, 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 too (laughs) much because I'm sure you always do that so much. But just to have an opinion that was different and to just force people to actually come up with considered responses to why they thought you were wrong. People like, no, 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 it was good. but uh." And there's some really good arguments from... Guests like Aaron, I thought had a good take on what was going on in Arrival. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. I yes. haven't seen him in a while. I feel bad about that. In fact, and in fact, this podcast has the power to bring real friendships to life because I didn't really know Aaron. I listened to him on the podcast a million times, and I had conversation points to start with him. Now I'm friends with Aaron. Bringing people How about together. That? What we do How about best. that? So many episodes that I loved, many great moments, hilarity, all around the board. I love it. I love hearing that. Excellent. Well, how about I, I have some I have some things here for your consideration. I want you to sure. to tell us what you think about 
some of our recurring gags on the show. Yeah. Uh, for example, we have the game shows that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, well, you already mentioned Taboo, but we have... Sp- well, no, it's not game shows. Let me think about it. How about Fast Forward, when we do yes. 20 movies in 20 minutes? Boom, yeah. boom, boom. I really loved Fast Forward horror movies. Oh, yeah. That Excellent. was a really good one, because I hadn't seen very many horror movies, and it was good for me to hear some flyby overviews. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of like top ten lists and things like that that are uh, um, that you find places and th- and I always just feel like it's really you know it's it's always subjective so you just have to have find a way to basically make it fun for people yeah and so I I think we came up with that idea just in deciding that you know we. There were just going to be so many movies forever, and how would we ever be able to get to all of them? And uh, and so speed reviews were born, and we started with uh, what were they like the top grossing films, mm-hmm. the top reviewed ones. We've done the and top. Then, we've done the, the first forty uh, top grossing of all time. Yeah. So we yeah. So that was uh, I thought a great way to introduce people to a lot of different uh, types of episodes. Now we're looking at a we're looking of. at an episode list here. Yeah. yeah. Honest, we can be transparent. Yeah. Ben. Yes, indeed. Let's see. Let me go through here. What is your earliest movie memory? That was episode two. Episode yeah. two. Okay, we'll, we'll, so... We'll, 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 we'll my... run you through, a, since you're our special guest today. Sure, yeah. We'll stop along the way. Oh, that's a great down, idea. We'll have you I contribute. Love that. How about that? Yeah, sure. Earliest movie memory. Earliest Quick. movie memory was um, The Lion King. And oh. I'm very... I must have been a really impressionable child, because I watched Jurassic Park before I can remember. That determined pretty much my whole life. And then the other half of my whole life was determined by The Lion King, because I would watch the entire thing to listen to Elton John sing at the end. Say, and Elton I didn't John. know at the time that you didn't have to watch the whole movie to get to the end credits. <laughs> so I would always tell my parents, like, I want to watch The Lion King. I really didn't. I wanted to hear Elton John, but I'd watch the whole damn movie just to listen to Elton John. And then that yeah. determined the other half of my life. That's, that that's a wonderful. That's story. allowed in the set gold right that there. That is yeah. beautiful. Classic. Yeah. Nice and done. Set. Have you ever gone alone to the movies? Yep, that's what I was going next. Oh. Well, what are your thoughts about going alone? One, please. I think it's totally fine. I just don't go to the movies very often, generally speaking, especially since high school. So I'm trying to remember if I ever went to the. I think when I did actually a mini version of the sneak in, I did the double dip. After I saw The Dark Knight for the second time, I stayed in the theater by myself and watched another movie, but I don't remember which one it was, but I was I was with friends for The Dark Knight, then by myself for The Double Dip. Badass. You yeah. double dipped, and in old school Brooklyn terminology, you flat left. <laughs> flat left. <laughs> so you left your friends yeah. to double dip. No, no, no. I, wow. They left me, because they were done seeing the movie. We all, all right. saw the movie together. They had to go, and I was, I was like, ah, I'm just going to stay here. All right, now know. we're moving on. Sure. Cry Babies. Oh, yep. Fess up time, buddy. Yes. Um, I've, I've cried in many movies. Um, I'm more on the Kyle end of the spectrum than the James. Um, I was Toy Story 3. Yeah. talked about that earlier. Maybe. Time, tra- time, time machine here. But uh, I cried in Toy Story 3. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think of any, like, great, like, truly ones that got me. I can't think of any good ones off the top of my head that really got me. Toy Story uh, 3 is a Toy Story 3, though, that one really got me for sure. Nice. Yeah. Uh, All right, how about sneaking in? Yeah, you just mentioned you double dipped. The double dip is the only form of sneak in that I've done. What would be so. the most surprising movie yeah, you could surprises. tell us that you liked or disliked? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, this is, this is, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, this is tough. A surprising movie 
that I liked or hated or disliked or hated. One that so you I can think do would shock us. Like okay. if you said surprised, I hated this movie about dinosaurs, I'd be like, oh, that is surprising. Oh right, that's no. I well, I hate most movies about dinosaurs. Yeah. Most of them are trash. I know. I'm digging through my brain here. Give me a moment. Dig, dig, dig. Yeah, no, no dead, no dead time digging. in the uh, in the radio <laughs> space is a tough world That's okay. to live One in. One of the things I do is edit. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Surprise. Um, surprise. Oh, and Let's you had see. a good bit of movie trivia that you were going to drop on us too. About yes. uh, Jurassic. I'll come back to the surprise. Yeah, I'll Jurassic come back to the Park surprise. Two. And we were talking oh, yeah. about yeah. sequels. Yes. So, so. Michael Crichton, the author of the book Jurassic Park, does not like to make sequels to his novels ever, but Spielberg pressured him into making The Lost World, the sequel, so they could make another movie. And it happened. Both were bad. The book was bad, the movie was bad, but as a child I thought it was good, because I was so young when I saw it. And the dinosaurs were like in LA, right? And that was like crazy. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Boy, why didn't he pressure him to make Congo 2? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Alright, oh, I got one for you. I got yeah, one for sure, you. Sure. I want you, Ben, right here, right now, to give us not only your take on this one, but I want you to participate. And that is Role Reversal, episode 51. There you go. God, we haven't done that again. No, we haven't. It's, uh-huh. on, it's on the list. That was the episode where I was Kyle and Kyle was me. Yes. Right, so yes. Now, I don't know what's now. You have to. <laughs> I want you to do Kyle and do my voice. I've already heard you do uh, my voice. Everybody loves to do my voice. Fucking. Oh, yeah. Me off yeah. <laughs> I well, the thing about Kyle is his laugh. Kyle's laugh. <laughs> it's really distinctive. It's good. It's and so and it's there's like also like laugh. and today, James, what are we doing? Movie and news. Movie news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah. yes, um, I love that episode. I thought it was hilarious, um, just because it, it was clear how much fun you guys were having. We were having fun. Yeah. I have another one for your consideration. Sure. You, you were cr- criticizing us earlier. We could take it. We could take it. Kyle, many, many one criticisms. Of, one of my least favorite episodes, it just didn't turn out right, or it went on too long as far as I was, I was concerned, was episode 59, Sarcasm. If you remember, like, I go back and listen to my own podcast a lot. That yeah. one I listened to once, I was like, done. And that and was I, one that we had trouble editing. Is that the one that's like, uh, the one that's like, oh, this one I love And don't you just lot. love it when Hollywood is Yeah. Well... I thought that was fine, except that that might have been good as like a portion of another, a like bit. like a bit, yeah. and then after a while, it was like, ah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. But again, you got to try it out. You got to. You got to try it out. It out. If yeah. you don't try and fail, then you'll never make anything good. Like the yeah. air hockey championship episode, which we did, which I think is a great oh, direct so follow up to. All of the farces and skits that we did, it was kind of the culmination of all of our little bit of prep work. A little prep work. Uh-huh. A little editing magic. Yeah. A little farce. Uh, yeah. Some some great improv and comedy and everything, and also some satire. On oh, here's a, here's a surprise. Okay. I didn't like E.T. Oh, that is a yeah. surprise. Get the fuck. Well, yeah. first of all, if you remember the episode, you have to, you have to sit up. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. You have to be like, surprise, Kyle and James. <laughs> I thought E.T. sucked. Well, here, I thought E.T. didn't appeal to Ben. I didn't think it sucked, but I would say that I did not really like that movie. It didn't make an impression on me. I didn't identify with the kids that much. I didn't, I want, because I was into like the more, 
sci-fi aspect of aliens even as a small kid and i didn't really want to see this kind of like warm and fuzzy like pillsbury doughboy nice alien type of thing i completely agree with what you're saying in that it didn't because i saw it mostly when i was younger and i missed a lot of like the higher level like plot of the connection like with the alien and whatever um so it didn't stick with me as much until i watched it again as an adult and i was like I'm getting the points that they were making here. But then it was like the world was obsessed with E.T. But I never had the same connection to E.T. that I have with other films. Right. Like that I have with the first time I saw Indiana Jones and Rage of the Lost Ark. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh shit. (laughs) You know? It's like completely connected to it. Total classic, good movie, didn't like it. I think you have to be, you have to be, you don't have to be, but being a child of the 80s helps in your appreciation of E.T. Because I could totally appreciate what you're saying. In that the emphasis is not on the sci-fi. The emphasis is on the the kids and the, the handling of the situation yeah. by children. It's children navigating the adult's world with a secret that they have. Totally. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. very Spielbergian in that sense. Like, yeah. And very of course, J.J. So. Abrams clones it in the audience. Totally. All right, I got and one for you. now it is incarnated as Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And I like Stranger yeah. Things. So being a kid of the 80s, like that... Yeah. I it probably would have helped. Yeah. yeah. All right. Movie dates. We had a... Did you listen to that episode? I did. Yeah. We had a fantastic discussion. If you have any quick movie date stories you want to share with us, I would Best love it. Best or worst. I love people's movie yeah, I love people's uh, date stories, period. I guess I was in like the the pre-dating awkward phase. Yep. Because <laughs> I was and continue to be a shy person when I'm not speaking to the public. And so I went to see what was that movie in the it was with Jeff Bridges in the Wild West, the girl gets bitten by a rattlesnake at the end. Um, what the hell grit. was that movie? True Grit. Yes, I went and saw I True. Pulled that out of my yes, ass. yeah, nice guy. <laughs> yes, so I went and saw True Grit and just sat awkwardly in the theater with my friends, including someone I was interested in, and I just didn't do anything during or after, and felt like a complete chump. So there's that. And then I did go back to the same theater later after I was dating that person to see the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good movie date. Nice. Yeah. I went and saw a film Appaloosa, which was arguably the most boring film I've ever seen in my entire life. Another western on a date one time, and I was like, "Boy, this was just doomed from oh, the start." Yes. If all this was but what was going on. I agree that it's not good first date to see a theater movie without a pre-movie dinner. You're in accordance. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I. Don't remember what this episode is about at all. WJD. WKJD. What would Kyle and James do? What would Kyle and James do? What did we talk about? You don't remember this? I don't. You got to jog my memory. Um, I remember a few of them. The Matrix. Talked about would you take the red pill or the blue pill, right? Oh, yeah. so we talked about like movie choices. And yeah, we, then there's like in the movie you're the, the Fugitive. Oh, yeah. okay. Or you are uh, like what's her name in uh, Castaway. Perfect. Yeah, in Castaway. The Castaway. We yeah. did. Uh, so, I did 127 hours to you. Yeah, and right. I died. Fuck I died. this arm. <laughs> I died. Okay, Ben, you're yeah. Malcolm in Jurassic Park. Yeah. When the dinosaurs are attacking the kids in the car in front of mm-hmm. you, what would WWBD? What would Ben do? Oh, oh yes, another piece of retro dinosaur knowledge. They didn't have vision based on movement. Um, but <laughs> so Malcolm, Malcolm. He's doing a valiant thing here. I think that Grant and Malcolm should have acted sooner to help the kids. But Grant's doing a great job getting the T-Rex away with his flair. I don't think Malcolm has to do anything at that point. I think he can just chill in the car. Be like, I trust this. But guy. if he has to get if he has to if he has to get out, because Grant just threw the flare, the T-Rex going the hell that way. 
He gets out and goes, hey, 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 hey. Grant goes, Ian, freeze. And then he, you know, throws the flare around and then. Why did he do that? He runs away with the flare and the T-Rex can see him because he's moving. Um, so what I what I would have done is I would have done the same thing that Grant did. I would have gotten out of the car. I would have waved it very slowly and not moved the rest of my body. Waited for the T Rex to come from Grant to me and then just toss the flare somewhere else and stayed still. Beautiful. Yo. That's excellent. Okay, we got more here. Uh, I want to know if you saw the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> I did not. Go ahead. Yeah. Do not. How about Rogue not. One? I saw Rogue One. What did you think of it? I, you know, here's another controversial thing. I never had that much attachment to the Star Wars movies. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, not that I think they're bad. I think they're, they're good. But, like, I just didn't have much attachment. So I went and saw it with my friends. Thought it was a good time. Didn't think much more about it. So it was interesting to listen to one million Star Wars-related episodes of this <laughs> podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Too many. That's a critique I have of our own podcast. Yeah. Time but you guys talked about that at some point in your own podcast. You did self-critique in a year in review. We did episode we about it. how many uh, of the Star Wars things. So we were trying to be very respectful of everybody's yeah. time. Yeah, Rogue One it thought it was good. Um, less respect. <laughs> oh yeah, less respect. That's always better. But I thought that it was good to have. Um, I forgot the actor's name. Pardon me. You have to help me out. But he was speaking with a, with his accent, and that was good to include in the movie. I thought. Oh. Uh, Luna. In Rogue One. Diego Luna. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, thought that was good, and I'm glad everyone died. Okay, more controversy. Arrival. Stir the pot. What did you think of Arrival? I liked Arrival. I align mostly with Aaron's take of what happened. So I don't know how much time we have, but I can get my quick take on the paradox really fast if you let me or Please not. Please do. Do it. Quick take, because I know James pissed about that. Or thinks it's a plot hole. <laughs> so here's the thing. And this is something that Josh brought up really brilliantly too. The thing about this is they're not actually traveling in time ever at all in this film. What it is, is imagine that we live in a deterministic universe right now. Let's say the scenario is we live in a deterministic universe. Everything that will happen is going to happen. Nothing we can do to change it. It still feels like free will to us because we don't know where that rail that we're on is going to take us. We can't see forward onto that rail. So we think that, oh, I'm choosing this instead of this so can, I'm making that free will decision. What this movie points out is that we have the main character, Louise, mm-hmm. and she can only remember things backwards like a normal person. She learns a language, and she's the best at learning it, so she has the most ability to perceive time non-linearly after this event. So suddenly now, she can remember things backwards on the rail of her life and forwards on the rail of her life. She can't move there. She can't travel there, but she can see what it's going to be. That's the reason why she can't change the fate of her daughter. Even though she knows in advance her daughter will get critically ill with a rare disease, she knows what disease is, she can't do it because it's determined. Now that's a bit of a paradox, but it's not a time travel paradox, it's a deterministic universe paradox. So no matter what she does, it'll end up being the same result. That's why her husband, Jeremy Renner character, he doesn't quite understand to the same degree why she can't change it. So he says, you made a bad choice. That was his words and why they, they split. You made a bad choice. And in her mind, there was no choice. She couldn't make a choice. It was fixed. Fixed in space and time. So that's why the aliens also know the bomb is going to go off, but they still can't do anything about it. They know they'll need humanity's help. That's why they're here on the rail in time, but they still can't change the fact that they will need people's help because it's all fixed in space and time. They can perceive it. They can recall it like a memory, but they don't know 
any way to change the course of those things. Everything has to be the way it is. Interesting. I'd argue that it sounds like the deterministic universe thing is a bunch of shit. But that's the only thing I got. Well, if you knew where, if if you knew where every particle was, which you can't, we can't know that, and there's uncertainty and all that stuff. But if you could know, then theoretically you could predict every outcome of every event. The question is, is there like quantum randomness that you can't account for? And we're not going to go into that, but wow. it's possible we live in that universe and we wouldn't know. It would feel like free will to us. It would feel the same. So just because you know, that's why my problem with the, some of the time travel stuff, if you go back in time, you're like, oh, I can predict everything that's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Just you being there and anything, the chaos theory, anything being different will totally screw up the trajectory of those events and they won't happen the way they did. So you wouldn't be able to predict shit. You, you'd just be you'd be the same as anyone else right just with the knowledge that you came from the future yeah but, I guess yeah I just started thinking about if you could see what was going to happen then what would prevent you from making any other choice that's where the paradox comes well you could from. probably right. predict earthquakes <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know like the, I think the butterfly effect only goes so far it's not, you know anyway right. alright Good. I like that though I, I like, really like that, that too uh, right. if you could spoil one movie ending for somebody or one big shocking event. If I event. could spoil it, yeah, just for you're going fun. To, yeah, spoiler alert: Ben's gonna spoil a movie. What's your favorite twist ending spoiler to a movie? Wow, man, these are tough to just spring on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Favorite spoiler ending to a movie? Um, well, there's like some real classics. Yeah, like The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Big spoiler. Um, like. Right, am I trying to be a dick? Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, like that's a good one to spoil. Um, yeah. Uh, Fight Club is a good one to spoil. Yeah. Memento, really good to spoil. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of those classics that's just like, oh man. Yes, I'm trying to think there's any films where someone like controversially dies at the end or something like that. <laughs> that would be good to spoil as well. But that, I think that's, like, that, that covers ones? it for the classic ones. Yeah. All right. James, what do you want to end us with? I want to end this portion, but then I want to get to lexicon. I want yes. to talk lexicon. Lexicon. Because I have a feeling that you kind of like the lexicon. I love bit. it. Uh, why you should not see a movie. This is Kyle and James shooting themselves in the foot. Our mm-hmm. podcast about why you should not see movies. Go ahead. Yeah, so my thoughts on that, it was a good thing to bring up. Um, I think James, you brought up a point like you should just live your life or whatever. Uh-huh. Or, like one of you brought up that point, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, and I was like, great. I was like, okay, like yeah, fine, but like going to movies is part of living life. I know, you know, sort of. So I was like, I get it, I get it, and like it's true, you're only engaging certain parts of yourself when you're in that setting. But I did like the defense of live theater. That was cool because people forget that's a thing that people work really hard on and pour themselves into, and that can be really affecting in a way that movies sometimes cannot because they're more detached they're getting better at kind of replicating those things but something about live music live theater and those things that you can't really reach otherwise so excellent excellent why should you see a movie because it brings you to places that you could only imagine before or could not imagine tells wonderful stories makes you laugh makes you cry and in my case pretty much determines everything that I'm passionate about in my life. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Booyah. Excellent. Alright, well now we're going to wrap up with what I perceive to be one of Ben's favorite aspects of our show, because he's been <laughs> quoting us. I guess we're quotable. 
<laughs> so quotable. Um, hit us up with some of your favorite lines, your one line is the lexicon, as we call oh, it. What do you got? I love it. So there's all the ones, I know you've talked about it before on the podcast itself, but just the, look at just God, call me out. <laughs> <laughs> that one is great. Huge fucking plot hole. Yeah. And that you one is part wonderful of coining too. a new one, which yes. was tiny fucking plot, plot hole. hole. Yes. And then there's a care. <laughs> focus. Karen focus. And one thing I'm curious to talk to Andrea about is when you talk about women in movies, you always say strong. Hmm. A strong female character. Which I appreciate, except that I think there are ways to be effective and important and feminist without necessarily needing to be strong in the sense that you always talk about. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, cheap shot a little bit, but combination <laughs> cr- critique and, and part of the lexicon. I think when I uh, think of that, um, and I could be using it in a confusing way but what i what i tend to think of is the fact that it's not just a cheap presence of right a female yeah. and instead yes. it's like an actually fleshed out character that associates with other people yeah in a normal way that people yeah would. Yes. uh total garbage yes love that one um it's all great it's great to just hear all those things recur and change over time mm-hmm. because they become kind of embedded but you guys have managed to keep it from becoming overbearing in the sense great. that it's like it's funny and it's still funny every time yeah nitpick Ooh, let me nitpick piggy <laughs> 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 oh, there's so piggy. much and so it can actually kind of fill all these little segues but it, it feels natural and it's great I love it excellent yeah. where would you like to see the podcast go in the future I like the direction of starting it on a central topic and then not being afraid to broaden it out into the broader kind of effect that it's having on modern society. So I appreciate the expanded branches that season year three will be taking. And I just like it when you review films also that I might not have heard of before. Just learning a bit more about, like when you talked about REC record I had just vaguely heard something about it and then I'm not a huge horror movie guy but wanted to see it just things you're not always not things that are like drumming you over the head and stuff like that but I also thought that your analysis of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 the text message analysis was so brilliant (laughs) and having those times where you're kind of it's about a movie but you're using it to represent something larger and important because it affects a lot of people and it affects uses of money and how people perceive things because for better or worse people take a lot from the media that they see and so it's important to have a, a critique of that be able to look at that through some critical lenses so i hope more more of that in the future and just hilarious skits those are great oh yeah <laughs> we gotta get you on some skits man yeah. skits are the best that's awesome ben Thank you so much for chatting with us about this. Yes, a trip down a two-week span of memory lane. (laughs) (laughs) It's extremely helpful for us. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as it sounds like you have. Uh, And I can't wait to make more episodes with James and you and everybody and come up with some cool new ideas and do more skits. Well, Here's here's one thing I wanted to contribute. Maybe Ben will add some commentary to this. One of the things I love about our podcast, besides the creativity and uh, the fact that we're consistent, hey, one episode every week for God knows how many weeks now, 
is that we are ad-free and we get right into it. Now, Kyle doesn't listen to podcasts very often. I don't know if you listen to other podcasts. I do. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts during my commute and yada, yada. And podcasts have ads in them. That drives me up the fucking walls, as you can imagine, right? Right in the middle of that content. Like, hey, you ever want to buy a mattress? Go to... The- what? And it always t- it takes a lot of podcasts a long time to just get into it. Like mm-hmm. I can fast through the first like eight minutes of every podcast I listen to, right. and they'll still be doing like intro shit. You know? Yeah. Any other announcements you want to make, Fred? Not really, Johnny. Okay, let's begin. I'm like, this didn't have to be an hour long podcast then. Yeah. You know? So, do you have any thoughts about that? Jump like right that in. Jump right in. Jump to right the deep in. end. Yeah. Get people talking. And James, what are we talking about today? Boom, 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 right into it. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You don't got to fast forward through it. Guests. Speak now. <laughs> <laughs> Insert right, comedy. Right into the deep end. And Ooh. cut. The end. And yes. since uh, since Ben is here, we'll give him a little bit of uh, insight about the podcast. You know, Air Hockey Championship episode that was released recently. Uh, that movie, Movie Taboo, Fast Forward, every single one of these, super minimal editing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Typically, one take. Boom. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Challenging. Challenging. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out. See sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Air Hockey's been sitting on the shelf for a little over a year now. Yeah. A little over a year. It's nuts. And it just in everyday life and everything, you know, putting out the one podcast a week, I was trying to find time where I could, you know, go ahead and put all that together and find the resources and everything and... One thing led to another. New movies would pop up and everything, and that's been something that's been on the back burner forever, but making it happen. And for anybody out there who wants the uh, the express version of what Ben has done, binge listening, if you will, just listen to Best of Loud in the Set. A little yeah. out of context, a lot of lines, but yeah. some of our gold is in there, baby. It's oh, good absolutely. lines. Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. Yeah, very good. Well, with that, we're out of time. Thanks again, Ben, for being the human mailbag today. <laughs> Much appreciated. Human this... mail windbag, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. This is Light on the Set with Kyle and James. And today, Ben, you can check us out on YouTube and iTunes. Anywhere you find podcasts, we are there. Send us some mail. What you think of the podcast, what you'd like to see happen in the future, lightontheset at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ben, for being here. Enjoy what is yet to come. And uh, go see some great movies and have a wonderful time. See you later. Brought to you by Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Buttons it up. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> oh my god. And cut.